Greetings, everybody. It is Tuesday the 24th, and I'm having kind of a weird day. I'm behind schedule for once, which is nonsensical because I don't have a job or any really responsibilities, but I usually have the schedule of like walking the dogs for an hour, cleaning the house, then I'll take some notes for my podcast, and then you know I'll prepare a little bit, but no notes today, so there's no safety net. I'm feeling a little weird, but I'm going to use that weird energy and kind of kind of push forward. Plus, I had my first kiwi yesterday. So, I'm using I'm harnessing that strange fruit sugar vibe that kiwis are good by the way. So, whoever made kiwis, you know, good for you. Well, I mean, I guess it's God or, you know, Darwin or whatever. But it's a unique looking fruit, and I wasn't sure if I should eat the outside or not, and I looked it up and it's like, yeah, you should eat the outside. It's good for fiber and all that good stuff. And you know, it looks kind of like it looks it looks a little bit like forearm hair on kind of a well tanned man, like a Caribbean man. And you're like, I don't know if this is gonna taste good because I don't want. I've never looked at a well tanned, somewhat hairy man's forearm and been like, I want to bite into that. But I did. And it was delicious, and like it doesn't taste hairy or furry at all, and uh, good fiber. So I'm I'm feeding off the kiwi vibe today. So that's that's my vibe for today. Because I had some fails too. Like uh, yesterday, I just installed my washer and dryer, or roll that back. My buddy Luke just installed it, and I tried to do a load, and I come down and uh, the closer. They smell okay. They smell a little bit better, but they're all dry in the washer, and I'm like, that's not right. You know, they should be at least somewhat wet, unless this is like the ultimate washer that somewhat dries it before you put it in the dryer. But I don't think that's a thing. I think it would just be a two-in-one or something. I wouldn't have the other unit. So called Luke, who's, you know, my handyman buddy. And he's like, you turn the water valves on? I'm like, I turn the what on? The what? What? <laughs> so he's like, the valves, you know, turn them to the left. Left. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did that. And then now I have water. And now I have I have clean laundry, which is pretty fantastic. Because for the last 14 years, wait, 14? Yeah, 14 or 15 years. I've had my laundry kind of taken out or, you know, delivered and now I have it in my house and it, it feels good. It feels like an adult thing. It feels like kissing my childhood goodbye, you know, only 10 years later than most people, but, uh, felt, felt good. You know I mean? It doesn't matter what other people do. It's about your accomplishments and how you feel about yourself. And I was kind of bummed yesterday too. I missed my first day of meditation in 176 days. I have that Calm app, you know, you do 10 minutes in the morning and it kind of just chills you out, you know, you get a good vibe going. And yesterday I was just moving and shaking. I was just cleaning the house, doing some errands, taking some notes on some uh, movies, talking to family, just, I don't know, just, you know, one of those days where like all the little things kind of add up. You're like, how did I get to midnight? And yet here I am. Like, that's kind of how it happened. So kind of bummed that because I like those streak things like on my uh, Apple watch I got like a 71 day all rings closed streak and if that that had didn't if I missed that my, my my world might collapse because I like that a lot and it's just like yeah I'm doing something doing something physical and I'm getting like rewarded by these little uh, badges on my Apple watch but not gonna sweat it not gonna sweat the small stuff and it's good advice and that advice is at the core of the show I'm about to discuss it's the greatest all-ages kid show ever. I will definitely argue that to the death. And it's Adventure Time. And I can't believe I haven't done this yet because I have 13 Adventure Time tattoos. 
which it actually took me a few minutes today to count it. I kind of forget sometimes because, I mean, if you don't know, I have, I think, 314 tattoos. And some of them are in weird places. Not like weird, like sexually or anything like that. Just weird, like angles where I'm not sure where they are. So I kind of had to do like a full mirror inspection. Yeah, I got 13 Adventure Time tattoos. And I think that's the most out of all the uh, all the pop culture stuff that I got. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I freaking love the show. It's amazing. And two, uh, the art is pretty like simple and cute and fun. So it's like you get a good bang for your buck. It's like you can make, you can draw these characters without a lot of detail. You know, they're not spending 14 hours and you're dropping three grand. You know, they can knock out one of these uh like one of these uh, Adventure Time tattoos in an hour or two. So I like the efficiency and the cuteness of it. So it's a 2010 show, went, went to from 2010 to 2018. Although I guess now it's kind of firing back up on HBO Max uh, in like a different kind of offset world. But I don't want to, I don't want to pay 15, 16 bucks for another, you know, pay thing. So I'll learn how to legally download it on the internet somehow. My friend John, who's like a computer hacker man, will teach me how or something. But it was a show made by Pendleton Ward. It's 280 episodes, which is insane. I couldn't believe that. Like, that, that is so many episodes. And, you know, I was thinking about doing a rewatch. And it's like, oh, my God, that's a huge commitment. But they're only, only 11-minute episodes, even though they're so well-made and so, like, well-lived in as a cartoon that the episodes feel like full 30 minutes every time. You can ask anyone who's a big fan. So the basic story outline is there's this – a uh, guy, Finn the Human, who's like a 12, 13-year-old boy who's like brave and he has swords. And he's kind of like kind of doing Dungeon and Dragon adventures. And he's has his best friend and roommate, Jake the Dog, who's this cute little uh, yellow dog with like stretchy powers. He can like make himself big or he can turn his body into what kind of whatever he wants. Very cool power. Like top five, if I had powers, I would want Jake the Dog's powers because he can be like, I want to be 50 feet tall or I want to be a suit of armor or I want to be 50 of me and just, you know, or I want 30 arms to go stretch everywhere. Like just very cool kind of unlimited powers. And so it's them and their adventures as they like live in a tree house and they live in the land of Ooh. And the story of Ooh is kind of messed up actually, but they don't really tell you about it. It's Ooh is a, it looks like earth and it looks like there's like a hole in it. And it looks, I guess, apparently that this is Earth in the not too distant future where we had a nuclear war and exploded everything and everyone died and Finn's the last human. And all the other animals and characters in this story, which, you know, I mean, there's crazy like demons, there's fire people, there's uh, ice wizards, there's just a collection of really, you know, diverse and crazy kind of fantasy LSD dream characters. And I guess that's kind of the result of like the nuclear fallout. And that's pretty, you know, that's for a show that's meant for kids. I mean, that's kind of messed up, but I like that. Like they kind of, they, they slow play that. They don't let you know about it. And it kind of has this whole Dungeons and Dragons vibe, but like in a Diet Coke kind of happier version, you know, Finn and Jake are slaying monsters, but like the monsters are talking back and that, Nothing, there's no real consequences sometimes, and it's just nice. But the show is just incredible and just really, I mean, the the visuals are just vibrant. And like, you know, it's like one of, it's one of those shows where you can just take a still shot and there's just so many things happening. It's, it's like the, it's almost like a picture book sometimes. And they kill the music. They do a great job. They have this like synth tech 
kind of spiritual music and all the characters are just phenomenal singers too and they do a lot of like solo singing rap freestyling there's one episode where finn goes uh and freestyle raps against rap bear who was uh andy samberg if you don't know who that is from brooklyn 99 and i mean if you want uh there's a spotify playlist that i made it's literally like four hours of all their songs and all their kind of uh skits and it's awesome it's just feel good fun music and like I said, there's just crazy, absurd characters. Like it's ruled by this, uh, there's certain kingdoms. And the main kingdom is the Candy Kingdom, which Princess Bubblegum uh, runs. Who's this? She looks young and Finn has a crush on her. But she's really, really old, actually. And she's like very scientific and very kind of uh, uh, technically minded. And no, I'm not making this stuff up. I know I sound like I'm drunk or I'm high or something. Not, not from the voice tone, but from uh, from what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, it's Princess Bubblegum. And there's Marceline, the vampire queen, who's like a demonic kind of uh, somewhat evil, but has a heart kind of thing. Uh, a vampire who's Finn's kind of scared of at first. But we find out, I mean, this is the beauty of this show. They take tropes and they kind of run with them in a fun way. So she's a vampire. So you think she'd be, you know, sucking blood, but she only drinks the color red actually. So she just sucks the red out of things. So like she could have an apple and just turn it white. And that's like her sustenance. So blood is just blood is one of the ways that she could get sustenance, but she can get it from anywhere else. Like I love it. I've never seen that before. It's just fun. And it makes her approachable and she can like mutate into a giant half horse, half uh, gargoyle, like giant demon. So I'm not sure. I've never really asked. I mean, this show is made for like eight to 12 year olds, I think. I've never asked an eight to 12 year old how they feel about this show. Like, does it freak them out or is it a little too deep? And I mean, actually, I mean, for a kid's show too, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline, the vampire queen have a dating relationship. And I think it's the first lesbian pairing in like a kid's cartoon. So good for them. They kind of seemed like they were ahead of the curve on a bunch of this stuff. And I mean, the voice work is just fantastic. There's a guy named Ice King who's, a scientist who slowly lost his mind from an evil crown and is now like the ice king. And he's played by the same guy who does the voice for SpongeBob SquarePants, Tom Kenny, just great voice work. And also he does this really silly offensive show on Netflix called uh, paradise PD. And if you want like a more offensive family guy, I mean, that's, that's the show for you. I've watched it a billion times. It's like my comfort food for going to bed for some reason. But Ice King has this little penguin called Gunther. Oh, no, I have 14 uh, Adventure Time tattoos because I have Gunther on me, too. I forgot about that. How, how fun. And Gunther's a little penguin kind of uh, second in command who turns out later is like the most evil being in the universe and is a giant kind of amorphous alien blob that's stuck in that penguin outfit. And everyone else can talk, but Gunther as the penguin can just go Meh, just over and over again. It's, good, it's a good bit. It's fun stuff. There's Bimo, who's this little cute green game, like living Game Boy computer who, you know, has arms and legs and is just adorable and is uh, super like, it's kind of a like Japanese gamer voice, but in like a high pitched way. And it's just very kind of positive. Everyone for the most part on the show is positive, which is great too. You know, it just makes you feel good. The one non-positive character is Lumpy Space Princess or LSP as they call her. And she's just this little purple flying cloud who sounds kind of like every spoiled teenage, my super sweet 16 girl. But she kind of gets put in her place by everyone else and their positivity. So like I said, the characters are wild. Like Jake's married to a like 30 foot long 
rainbow unicorn named Lady Rainicorn who only speaks in Korean, but he understands her and no one else does. And so, I mean, that's, that's what, and she can fly too. And she can shoot rainbows pretty much anywhere. So yeah, like I said, bizarre. And that's what I love about the show. One episode will follow like Lumpy Space Princess or one episode will be all about BMO. And, you know, it's like, they don't care where the story takes them. They're just gonna, they're gonna follow one character and, and they make the world so vast and fun that you just feel like you're a part of it. And Finn has a giant crush on this girl, Flame Princess, who uh, is in the uh, flame realm. And I don't think they can really touch. And I think Finn, he doesn't like cheat on her, but I think they have like, he cheats on her emotionally and then she gets really upset. And it kind of shows how relationships go too. He even gives a great bicycle analogy. He's like, relationships are like bicycles it's like it's like once you fall off you can really hurt all your friends and mess up your life forever and it's like whoa that's a little deep because you thought he was gonna be like get up and try again you're like nope like you can tell i mean he's heartbroken for like a year or two after that too so they deal with real issues i mean they deal with death they deal with abandonment uh finn was left on the planet by his father who comes back later but is still a terrible father and doesn't really want anything to do with him and it's like how you deal with abandonment, how you deal with loneliness, how you deal with uh, mistrust. So, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons. It's kind of got that Sesame Street, like there's more underneath the surface kind of vibe to it. And that's hard to do for a show that's also really entertaining. And then there's like useless characters that are just crazy, like Lemon Grab, who's this living lemon that Princess Bubblegum created for no reason. And it's voiced by Justin Rowland, who does Rick and Morty. And it's just basically, it's kind of cool to see because this is Morty's voice before Rick and Morty. And he's just got that kind of high pitch, like, unacceptable! Like, that's how, he says unacceptable a lot. And that was, that was an okay impression. I, I think you got the annoyance of it. He had a little bit more wavering in his voice. But, I mean, there's just lots of fun episodes. And like I said, sometimes you never even see the main characters. There's one episode where you follow this guy, root beer guy and his relationship with his wife and his, he wanted to be a cop or a snow golem, which is a, just a, a giant kind of snow creature that wants to make friends with a fire wolf. And like, you know, he shouldn't touch it because he's going to melt, but he just, he feels connected to this fire wolf. Or there's one episode where Jake, when he's sleeping, his tail goes off and is a vaudeville actor. <laughs> in the circus while Jake sleeps. So, I mean, or you follow this, uh, this kind of mom character named tree trunks. It's this cute little, uh, yellow elephant and, uh, she just makes apple pies and that's her vibe. So it's like once in a while you have meaningless stuff, but once in a while, like they'll deal with death. And like, I mean, death is literally a flesh and blood character that's in the show a bunch, or there's different realms or like there's different realities but sometimes the story is about like making a sandwich. That's probably my favorite episode. It's uh, called time sandwich. And uh, Jake is making a sandwich and he like turns on the radio and he's like creation gods, like inspire me. So he makes like the ultimate sandwich. I think he does like sous vide meat, uh, fresh eggs from the window. And then he cooks the bird from the window too, who was like chirping along. So that was pretty funny. And I think the main, it's like on a giant baguette, and he's got pickles made from his like three-dimensional friend in another realm named Prismo. It's like pickles from my boy Prismo. And there's fresh Roma tomatoes, dill. And the best part is uh, he like kills a lobster. He puts a lobster in a, a pot of boiling water and the lobster's uh, essence kind of floats out like a ghost. 
and he pushes it into the sandwich. And he's like, lobster soul. And the sandwich starts glowing. And then someone, this random guy, his name is Magic Man. He's from Mars and he's like, you know, super magical. Uh, he steals the sandwich and Jake has to like figure out a way to get it back. And that's, I mean, that's just a fun episode. That has nothing to do with anything. And it's just like, I don't know. I love when they'll take something like, let's do, let's, let's take some time and man hours and figure out how to make, how making a sandwich could be really fun. And then there's other storylines like the Lich storyline, who's like basically death uh, personified and just wants to nuke and destroy the world. And I don't know if you know guys, you guys know what a lich is, but I think it's like a half demon, half skeleton. And if you look it up online, like the lich uh, adventure time, this thing is scary. Even for me. And so God knows what like eight, nine year olds see when something like that is on screen trying to like explode the world. And there's alternate realities. There's lots of dream montages. Uh, I mean, there's even like that episode about following Jake's tail is completely silent. Like they'll do a silent episode once in a while. And that that's, you can tell that's a good show when you can do a silent episode that's not your forte. Like Mr. Robot did one. I'm trying to think who else did a silent episode. Legion did like a half episode silent, I think. When you can do a silent episode, that means you have some seriously good direction and kind of good, I mean, you foundationally can get your point across without words. That's very impressive. And I mean, like, I'm trying to think. And I mean, they even do uh, like, I mean, I have no notes, so this is off the top. This is harder. This is harder off the top of my head. But you know, what I mean, it makes you adapt. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna be stronger for this. It's like uh, in Collateral when Tom Cruise is like, you gotta adapt, Ching. and you're like, yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise, I'm gonna do that. You have great silver hair, so I'm gonna listen to you. Great silver suit too. But I mean, they do even episodes that are just making fun of themselves. Like Ice King has a fan fiction uh, blog and it's about Fiona and Cake, which are a knockoff of Finn and Jake. And they do like full episodes of Fiona and Cake and it's just fantastic. Or they'll do like a two hour movie storyline where it's like, you know, eight 30 minute episodes that are all together. That, I mean, eight 30 minute episodes? No, no. No, eight 15 minute episodes. There we go. Yeah, that's two hours. <laughs> That uh, like there's like a Kill Bill uh, kind of knocking people off the list. Marceline, how she became the Vampire Queen, like how she like ate the souls of like five special vampires and got all their powers, and that was awesome. I mean, some of these could literally be released into. I mean, that could be released into movie theaters, and I watch that. It's awesome, and they have great. I mean, the vernacular. I mean, it has its own kind of uh, wording too. Like rather than saying like awesome, they say like algebraic or mathematical or they just say like simple things like help homies help homies. And I'm like, yeah, they do. You know what I mean? That's, that's good stuff. And like, they'll, they'll delve into some serious issues too. Like there's one episode where there's this uh, cookie who kind of uh, holds a grocery store hostage because she want he wants to be a princess and he wants to be known as princess cookie. And the voice is Donald Faison, who's Turk from scrubs. Great voice, by the way. And it's kind of a, ahead of its time because this was about like gender gender identification and that it was okay for him to want to be a princess even though he was a male cookie so you know just props to this show for kind of it accepts all its characters no matter how weird no matter how evil finn and jake try to kind of always see the good in people and try to always rescue people and don't really care where you're from or what you did they think that they can bring you back to this positive light and who doesn't want to show about that feel good once in a while because, I mean, I think we have this tendency to, like I'm, like I've said before, I'm watching the show Hannibal, and it's just gross, 
uh, nihilist uh, murder porn, basically. You know, it's just as gross, or like American Horror Story, or like you know stuff like that, where we're just like, or we watch, we love watching like serial killer or making a murderer kind of stuff. You kind of want to get into the weird of humanity and like the the dark side. Once in a while, you should just you should open open up your blinds and look outside and see that it's light out. It's a nice day, and that you know the wind's blowing and the trees are green, and there's some synth music you can listen to, and you can live in a treehouse, and your best friend can be a shape shifting dog who's married to a rainbow, and he has all these puppies, and he has really cute like puppies that are half rainbow unicorn and half uh, half uh, puppy, but same time. Uh, they give you like real talk because he's a bad dad to them. And he's, it's like, he tries to figure out how to be a better dad. So it's like, they hit some, they hit some topics. And that's what I like. They're, you can't hold them down. You can't pin them into one thing, but in the end, they, they don't judge any of their characters and they, all their characters can learn and grow and kind of have these existential uh, life lessons that kind of resonate to the kids and to everyone else. I'm not sure if all the kids pick up on that stuff or, or not. Like I said, I don't have many friends who are eight to 12 years old. So I need to talk to some of my friends who have kids, I guess. I don't know. I have my friends with kids that old yet. I'm in that weird range where it's like all my friends who have kids are like, they're like two to five years old, the kids. Although maybe I'll ask my sister because she is a one month old, but he's, he's ahead of his time. He's smart. So he's, he's, he's reading at a two month year old, I mean, a two month level at one month. So you know, a couple months from now, maybe he'll be at the eight to 10 year old uh, level. He's going to be a Mensa member. What up, Jake? It's your first shout out. Oh, he's Jake too. So cool. I want to call him Jake the dog. Yeah. So that's one of the connections that my nephew is named Jake. So sweet. And like, just to give you a quote or two that I looked up, I mean, Marceline's mom says, sometimes weird just might be, might be something familiar viewed from a different angle. And that's not scary. Right. And you're like, no, that's not scary. You know, that's good. That's good advice. Or Princess Bubblegum says, uh, people get built different. We don't need to figure it out. We just need to respect it. It's like, yeah, that's good stuff. And then Jake says, uh, to live life, you need problems. If you get everything you want the minute you want it, then what's the point of living? And it's like, man, that's good advice. That's, that's how to deal with life really well. And also he said, uh, he said, sucking at something is the first step at being uh, not so bad at it. It's like, that's good advice too. So that they got some profound like, Confucius Asian wisdom kind of vibe going like it's very kind of therapeutic like you feel better about yourself after any of this so I would say I mean there's 280 episodes so if you got HBO Max dive in or I think you can find a bunch of the episodes on YouTube too you can just search Adventure Time full episode and it'll come up and if you want something a little bit more childish Gravity Falls is fantastic and more kind of PG and if you want something way more rated R or way more uh introspective and kind of deep midnight gospel on Netflix is also created by Pendleton Ward. And that one's like the heavy dear God. What am I watching? Is this, uh, did I take peyote before I did this? And you might've because it is wild. So that's my kind of view of all these existential fun cartoons. Cause I'm a cartoon guy, anything from Archer to Rick and Morty family guy, American dad, Steven universe, uh, the Simpsons, I'm trying to think what other ones. What else do I like? I don't like Bob's Burgers for some reason. I don't know why. Metalocopus. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of them. And I'll, I'll probably do a bunch more because cartoon stuff's fun. And 
they all need a hope and a little bit of light during these summer days. So I hope I brighten your day and I'm going to go out and enjoy it. So later.